was such a smooth playback. I thought it was live. Yeah, thank you very much. I uh, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome to the downside. Uh, if if we sound a little flustered, it's because my co-host likes to cut it close. And normally we have stand-up comedians, so uh, they get there late yes. to begin with. Yes. Ah. I think I think you've. But no, this is we're here with a with a, a man wild, of the theater. Wild. And this man shows up early. I, early and you're I, 15 minutes late. I was We're going to have to recreate the whole conversation we just had on oh, the podcast. I'm so sorry. Get ready for some acting chops. I'm so sorry. I wrote it in wrong. I, I, it's, you I wrote it in wrong? Well, well, so it's in the it's in my phone, right? Uh-huh. So that's what I... So, But I, this morning I had a lot of work stuff before, so I wrote like a little to-do list. And on the to-do list was to leave at 1.15 because I always give myself an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for a 2.30 go, not a 2 p.m. go. And so I was basing my whole day around this to-do list that was just like a note I wrote for myself. And then I got on the train and I realized I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm I, it's in 25 minutes. And I'm, I was like at my stop, you know. <sighs> it takes a, a big man to not lie. No, I'm, I'm being fully You're honest. Fully, I fully was, honest. It was I, incompetence, not the train. The trains, no. the trains were running smooth. You know, honestly, and I probably would have been here five minutes later if I just stayed on the train. Because it took me forever to get a Uber up where I was, and it was just... Who hasn't taken a cab? How often has it actually been the trains for you guys? Oh, um, you know, that's fair. I think probably 15% of the time I say oh, it that's is. That's pretty you know, like, I used, we used to. I've been much more honest about it post-COVID. Than I used to be. I used to use the trains all the time. I, I don't made it a point. I use it a lot, especially for comedy shows. But with my therapist, I always want to be like, I don't want to lie to my therapist, not even small lies. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I really fight to be honest with her. Like I didn't leave because I didn't care enough to be here on time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and she's like, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Every session starts with that. Uh, well, welcome. My name is Jamarco Sarezi. This is the downside. I'm here with my co-host Russell Daniels. And we are joined by what's the term you like most? The the title for what the I do. The title for what you do. Yeah. I guess in this context, I'm a social media content creator. I mean, I I prefer I'm an actor and a producer and a writer. Yes. But you know, what has made me relevant is making TikToks. All you kids studying acting. What you're really studying is how to someday just make a couple fucking TikToks. This is the downside. Whoa. Listening to the downside, the downside. with John Marco Sorezi. Welcome to the downside. I, uh, I'm very happy. You're looking around. Everything okay? Well, w- when you introduced yourself earlier, it sounded like a different pronunciation than I was saying in my head. Of what, your name. what were you saying in your you head? You just put your names together so fast. Sure, sure. That I thought then your first name was John Marcus or something. Oh, I have to That's say it fast because yeah. sometimes I tell people my first name. And they they think I'm giving them my full name, and they think I'm being overly formal. Mm. And then I, if I could just go by Joe Marco, it's my fantasy. It's I've, I've heard good. people call you Gian Marco, Gian. Yeah, my well, so my dad for my whole life pronounced it Gian Marco, and then I met an Italian once, and they're like, "That's not how you say that." <laughs> and I, my dad was like, "Yeah, I just liked it more than John Marco," and it, it's really embarrassing to like go back and correct people the pronunciation. So were you, you saying it too, Gian Marco? Yeah, that's how like, I introduced myself. When did you turn? Like, when did you stop? I think I saw I probably in like in college, you know, where you get that to reintroduce yourself. Very late. You're like, okay, we get to restart. And so that's when I said no more nicknames. People always go, G, can I call you GM? And I'm like, I can't because if you do it, I'll never get called Chow Marco again. Mm. 
GMG is what I did in high school when I was goth. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've had to fight against John tooth mm, and nail mm. my whole life. Yeah. To this day. When you do Starbucks, do you do Jonathan? Yeah, I say Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always introduce as Jonathan. That's sure. It. I get, and then sometimes Jono or Jono. Jono. Yeah. My, I have an uncle named Jono. This, that nickname came up. I was like, okay, I can go with that. You like Jono? Yeah, sure. Cool. That's okay. I just don't prefer John and never did, really. Yeah. And yet yeah. it's a default thing. I mean, people oh, yeah. instantaneously, it's one of those, Jonathan's one of those names where they just John you right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, I like calling you uh, asshole. Yeah. Or yeah. Late asshole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I wanted to, I have a lot, of, I, have, I don't know if you have anything to talk about, but I have a, I had a big morning. I've had, I hope this isn't too graphic, but it's true. So I've had, uh, I work out. I don't know if you've watched the video of this podcast. Uh, I work out. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous. No. So I've been having like a very a dull pain in uh, my right ball. Okay. okay. And so it was like, and I got it. The first doctor said, fine. Got a ultrasound. They said it's fine. But I once had a, a para umbilical hernia from CrossFit and the ultrasound also said there was no hernia. So I'm, you know, I'm a little skeptical. Mm. And so I went to, uh, uh, I think a urologist today. You think? <laughs> you think you went? No, no. Or I definitely went. Were, I definitely went. Okay. I think they were a urologist. Yeah. I was, I was confused that we were doing it in a back alley, but I, he yeah. said he was a urologist. And um, he, it's very funny because he's very similar. It's all at NYU Langone or whatever. And they're all of these. It's like the same kind of Jewish doctor. I'm Jewish. But, uh, and it's the moment they hear I'm a stand-up comedian, they ask you, what do you do? I didn't volunteer it. I yeah. didn't walk in. Hey, I'm a stand-up comedian, so <laughs> make sure you take a good look at these. Uh, he immediately, they're, they're, especially the, the older Jewish men, they want to talk about comedy. And he's like, yeah. oh, you ever get scared? Uh, before you go on stage and i was like oh, I'm, I'm more scared i have uh, cancer in my ball but <laughs> but you're sure being on stage is a little scary too and he told it was very funny because he said oh i i have a lot of stand-up comedians and i said oh i bet they're talking about you on stage he's like yes on the podcast there's so many of them have erectile dysfunction and it was one of those where i'm like i don't know i don't know if you should be telling me that and he talked <laughs> about he yeah he goes to the he said yeah i can go to the comedy so i get free tickets whenever i want and then I'm like, now you're narrowing it down. Yeah, you're I, like, I know some of these men. I would, I, I, I was this close to be like, come on, tell me uh, who's got the erectile dysfunction. And all these, he's one of these doctors. He has, I think we talked about my other doctors. Same thing, big sense of humor, a lot of jokes. Uh, and I can't tell if I like it or not because I'm like nervous and maybe it's diffusing me. But sometimes then I'm like, okay, I need you to be serious for this question. Yeah. Uh, and he like before, so we basically we're figuring it out, but he, he was like, I could give you an, an injection in the ball. What, uh, what would it do for what? what? It's some, well, you know what it is? Whenever I go to these doctors, I'm always like really invested. I'm like, I want to know what's wrong. And the moment they start getting into the science, I fucking zone out. And then they get to the end and they're like, so what do you want us to do? I'm like, uh, yeah, the shot, something about, it's like a numb thing. And if if the pain goes away, it means it's probably like go see a sports person. If the pain doesn't go away, we need to investigate further. Just the concept is giving me pain. Yeah. yeah. He said it didn't. He said it wouldn't hurt. And he was this time it was true. Just a little a little prick. Oh, you got it. You, yeah, it just you a little got prick. a shot in your ball. Yeah. Yeah, I got a shot in my ball. And it was one of those. I'm he sorry, was like when, it, when you say in the ball. In, in, in the, the ball. actual ball. In the in the, like the, the tether. Yes. Okay. The tether That's what I was to wondering. the ball. Okay. 
It so, all sounds painful. It doesn't it, sound like you, I it mean, was fine though. It was fine did, though. Is there a numbing cream? Or? There was a numbing spray. Oh, okay. He kept saying the whole time. He said, "If this was your elbow, you wouldn't give it a second thought." So think of it, your balls like your elbow. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> did you see the needle? Uh, I didn't look. Okay, that's I right. didn't look. And right before he gave it, he said, "What kind of position were you in?" Doggy style. Right before he gave it, right before he gave it, he said, uh, d- uh, don't call out an- another urologist's name while I give this oh. to you. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's funny. I, yeah, that, I thought that was a good yeah. joke. And um, it seems to be fine. I walked out of there. And uh, what time we'll was this? See. This was like 9.15. It was, it was one of these things you call and they're like the next appointment's February 23rd. 2023 and you're yeah. like is there any way it's luckily someone canceled i don't think it's ball cancer i think you're too old for the average of people who have, get ball cancer but but the, but then you then you google it and it's like you could like, still get it yeah yeah for sure so it's one of these things like I, I my dad and i we have a tough relationship but i'm like i need to sit down i've been needing to do this for years sit down and be like who died of what in the family mm. i need a list i want to know what everyone died of Especially him, his health problems. I don't think he likes talking about it. I'm like, well, I need to know. Yeah. For me. So that's my story. I figured talking because you do so much physical work, you must have had a a boatload of injuries in your life. Not so much, really. And that's a super common question: is like, why? How are your knees doing? How are your back doing? How is this? How is that? And how old are you? Do you mind saying? I'm 39. 39. 40 in January, which is mystifying. To me, as mm-hmm. much to me as everybody else I interact with, too. I get about 10 years younger is what people think. That's good. It's great. Yeah, it's a little confusing. It's a little bit wasted for someone wearing a mask all the time. Uh, this is true. <laughs> yeah. And also people think I'm like 19. Like I'm on TikTok sure. running around in a cost in an animal costume. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it's really hard to, to, to like track my actual age yeah. to what I'm doing. Wait, John Marker, you should explain to the viewers oh yes of course of course you'll see in the picture we did a whole while you were here we did a whole photo shoot and a film shoot of of buddy the rat (laughs) arriving at the studio uh really really incredible sorry um and uh uh right now you're you're very big everywhere as buddy the rat uh you've probably seen it on on twitter on tiktok on everything um, uh, I, I first think I saw the one with you as the rat dragging the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, recreating the pizza rat. Yes. And, um, and then just the ones of you on the subway. I think I retweeted one way back. Uh, it was you on the subway and I said, that's the smallest rat I've ever seen wow. and, uh, didn't do well, but I still, <laughs> I saw it and I engaged and promoted the brand. I appreciate it. No, that's what I need is engagement. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. The pizza one was uh, New York Nico had reached out to me to meet up. I had maybe one or two viral before that. Uh-huh. And he said, come and join me and bring your pizza slice. And then he filmed that, got that moment of the guy stepping out of the way. Yeah. Which matter, which matters, which sure. makes it a, yeah. a moment. I've, I've since learned, too, I can, there's so much footage of me as the rat. And there was one that was really popular because no one had seen it before. Yeah. Now that you've seen it. It in and of itself is no longer interesting. Sure, sure. It has to be about some interaction that happens. Yeah, how people behave. And so, tell me, I uh, it's hard to know where to start, but I I do think we should with the, with the rat. When did you start? When was the first time you came up with this? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So yeah, it's way older than people think. Were you in New York at the time? I had moved to New York right after college, two thousand five. 
And then my first professional job was with a theater company that does this kind of stuff. I was in a show called Frogs. And uh-huh. we were literally frog characters on the stage. Uh-huh. Big paper mache masks, full body costumes, extreme body movement. We were frogs and alligators and penguins. And Was it like just, just a movement show? Yeah, yeah. No dialogue. It was these three to five minute sequences of animal creature characters. Where was it playing? Uh, it, Portland, Oregon is where the theater is based. But uh-huh. they would do a national tour every year. We went to China with it. They've been like all wow. over the world. Wow. So I was doing that for two years and then coming back and forth to New York. And obviously you live in New York. You hang out with rats all the time. Of course. Yeah. It's not a lie. People, I, I know you don't like talking about shit about New York. I don't but think there, it's, it's there just are, a part of the thing. There are so many rats. I've had, I've had a rats run into me twice and it's a real sensation. Actually, like bump yeah. into your bump foot. Into right? run, yeah. I've had one run over my foot before. Yeah, like, yeah. ran over my foot while and I was And it's standing. like when it hit my leg, it's it's a thick piece of meat. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. a, it's, it's a, felt like a leg slapping mine. Yeah. Ugh. Because yeah. squirrels don't run onto you, generally. Yeah. And there's a lot of squirrels. I, I mean, think some people get bit like now and then. Oh God. And you can't have to get checked for rabies. Squirrels seem aware of their what yes. they're doing more than yes. rats. Yeah. Rats always are running from something. They're kind of involved in themselves. You know? Rat, New York City rats are like New York City people walking around. Yeah. They see, they're like preoccupied with the business yeah. they're on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But we have, I mean, also, I don't think people who don't live in New York understand the trash situation either. The like gigantic piles of bags of trash. I don't even understand what we're week. doing. Is and it some, twice a week that's I mean, what something. they do? Well, I don't know. Whenever trash days are, especially really big apartment buildings. Yeah. And sometimes the bag, a bag will be trembling yeah. and alive. With like twenty rats inside. We get we get raccoons because we're by uh, a big park up in Inwood Hill Park, and uh, and it's so funny at night you'll see them come from across the street to the park, like twenty of them, and they'll be in the trees, uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll the whole bags get ravaged. So a raccoon in the trees? Oh, they climb the trees. Yeah, there's like oh, there's like scary. there's like twenty of them, and it's it's before like I've come across it with the dog, and they'll get a little spooked and they'll run up the tree and just wait for you to pass and then come back down the tree. Um, but there's like there's tons of them, and the, and the, you'll hear them. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's they're so surprising. They're, they're so big. They're huge. Yeah, where are they? Like, I think it's how? almost like that. You, you're like, wow, human beings, we can't stop this. No, like you think about all the ways human beings try to control nature, and then you're like, these gigantic, bigger than yeah. dog like creatures yeah. thrive. Well, one time I was in Astoria and I was sitting on my <laughs> stoop. And I was on my phone, like I was waiting for a roommate or something to come down. We were going somewhere. And this is a part of a story where there's no, not, there wasn't really a park close by. There was uh-huh. a lot of, you know, houses. And I looked to my left because there was a garbage can out in front, right by the stoop. And I looked to my left and I had been really still on my phone and, and I hadn't really looked up in a long time. And like three feet from me was the biggest possum I had ever seen. Like with its paw, with, I don't know whether paws, hands. Your paws, I think. Paws. Not hands. <laughs> well, they look like, you know, they're like, yeah. they look like hands. But uh, on top of this, of the garbage can, like it, that's how big it was that it could reach the top of the garbage can uh-huh. from the ground. And it was just like, and it like just turned and looked at me and it was so close. And I was like, where do you live? Like, you're so big. Like, where do you live in the middle of Astoria? Like, I, it was, it was wild. So you did this show, and you're playing a frog. Yeah, and and twenty other animals. And were you not a rat? Were you always what you go to college for? Acting. And were you doing movement? Were you a dancer as a kid? Like, were you? What are you? Traditional theater kid growing up. Uh huh. Musical theater plays. Yeah. We when I was that. seven years old, my mom had me enter a playwriting contest that I tied with a high school senior. 
and they produced my play. And then Damn. when I was nine, I did Rumpelstiltskin at the community theater, mm. and then I, I was just totally hooked. I've been blessed with a vision for my life, right? I yeah. was like, I want to be an actor. This is the thing. I knew right away. And then I went to performing arts high school, and then which uh, high school? Arizona School for the Arts. Okay. In it's a it's a charter performing arts high school in Arizona that's still active. It started in the early '90s, and it's still going strong. Uh, and then I got a uh, an acting scholarship to Arizona State, where I went 2000 to 2004. Um, and when did you realize that you were like really good physically? Physical. So at the end of about halfway through college, I had kind of. Uh, Mental breakdown, classic, mm -hmm. you know, college. I started, also, I had never, I didn't drink or do drugs till I was 20 Yeah, in the middle of college. And then I did a lot and kind of had the total. What made you wait that long? Uh, I was super religious. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like a, a hardcore Christian kid uh -huh. and stopped. You know, just yeah. that that time in college. Yeah, time in college. Yeah. What what made the shift? Yeah, for you? Science, change science classes. Oh, in college. In college, yeah, college level wow. science classes. Do you remember? Yeah. Was there any specific biology, lesson? Was it biology? Biology, geology, and psychology the same semester, and my my geology teacher, one of them. I think the biology teacher would put little subtle digs on religion every once in a while. Mm. He'd just be like. I, I'm not trying to convince anybody, but the Pope even says that evolution is consistent with modern religious belief you know like yeah little, it was dropping yeah. little things and uh yeah i remember it just was the unraveling it was like waking up from the matrix kind of thing did it did it make you sad uh no in retrospect a little bit only because i was unmoored i like got rid of my entire i was like blank slate and then had some bad influenced people around me who were like try drug you know don't have anything to define your life by now try drug sure yeah so and it, that w it was like fun and crazy, but also dangerous. You know, I had a lot of close calls. And when I look back on my early 20s, I do think it slowed me down. I, you know, I was lucky to get a couple jobs, like cool shows. And yeah. It must have been a necessary a part of my development because I'm happy with where I am now. Like sure. in a really cool place. And you always, as you get older, I think you understand more it's pointless to regret the past because if you enjoy what's going on now, every piece of the puzzle matters. I, I agree Sorry, with that. Sorry, that's a pretty yeah. positive no. thing to say no. on this no, podcast. No, 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 that's good. No, I agree because I, I think a lot, having gone to college for musical theater and like being a singer so intensely for so long and then not being a singer, there's times I go, fuck, man, I wasted a lot of time in a vocal booth, a hot vocal booth mm. doing scales two yeah. hours a day. And... And then there's, you know, I go, well, maybe I wouldn't have become a stand-up comedian. I wouldn't get to do this. Yeah. And I no, that doesn't apply for Russell. you. But, uh, <laughs> but just apply for him. <laughs> you just wasted that time. Like, would you uh, be funnier had <laughs> with that extra couple of years of... Sure. I, I'd be further along. Jokes. Who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? I'm amazed at at successful 20-year-olds. I know. Actors, movie stars, like 22-year-old movie stars. Well... I'm like, how do you... How do you do Some, an interview? Sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, there's like a, you were kind of like, you know, some people are like in every field are like picked to be like, you know what I mean? Like, we're like, look, we made this pop star that you just are all going to like eat now. Like we're, you know, like, so I do feel like sometimes that happens with actors too. Once in a while you see like a kid actor and you're like, that's insane what they're, what they're doing, like what they can tap into as a kid. And yeah. then it doesn't always translate later on. Well, but Britney Spears is a perfect example where like. 
I, 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 again, I was never, a, I could never have been a pop star, but I like, I like to dance. I'm not good at dancing. I like to sing. I'm not great at singing, but like, I, I look at that. I'm like, oh, what a f- cool fucking life. She was like doing the coolest moves, singing the songs. And then you see her talk on Instagram video and I'm like, woof, that took a toll. It You're take a you toll. Are, you were tired. You were just in a conservatorship. You just got out. Yeah. We'll see if it goes well. We'll yeah. see. But it's, uh. It's that's I, I'm so nice comforted when I see people who are kid stars kind of unwrap. Yeah, well, kid stars is a different thing than early twenties. Yeah, sure. Mid twenties success. Yeah, sure. I no, there's something when someone knows exactly what they want to do and 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 how to like and they have the ability to do it. Yeah, when they're yeah. in their twenties, you're like, wow, that's good for you because I felt like there's a whole ten years where I was like, I don't know, you know, like still like not knowing. I just and, like, didn't believe it was possible. It yeah. took me. It took me the my entire twenties to start to understand that I can just be successful like anybody else. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it was people I was around. I think it was a bit like I don't know. You're gonna get to the thing that I hate or something. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it's really is cynicism. I. It's as ironic as that is to say. I as I've gotten older. I have fewer and fewer friends my age, and I'm finding myself spending a lot of time with people in their mid-20s, early and mid-20s, and I think it's mostly because of their attitudes. They're just yeah. naturally more positive and expecting good things to come. And I found that artists my age, or as they get older, when you haven't really broken through or super successful, everything is laced with with cynical distance you know, hatred of the of the whole business they're part of or something. See, well, I have to defend cynicism because this is the downside. But but I don't, there's okay. a mix. There's a well, you can claim. I don't know if I'm a cynic or if I'm a pessimist because I do think those are distinct things. I think like pessimism is like predicting, anticipating the worst and uh, predicting the worst or knowing the way the human beings work. And cynicism feels like a certain degree of defeat. You you've given up or like there is no point. I think that's. The difference. Well, what would you call me? Because I consider myself sometimes a cynic, sometimes a pessimist. I don't think you're a cynic. I think you can be neg. I mean, you have a podcast that's <laughs> celebrating the negativity. But I, I also think that I think you are an optimist, but I think an optimist who can be often pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can be like, I don't know, about, like you can you can like relish in the negative things. But I don't think you're I don't think you're saying like I don't think you don't believe that there's the possibility or potential for I good. couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do no, you, all yeah, the things yeah. that we we do. But I also think positivity can be crazy because I also think especially in our industry, some actors can be positive about their situation and I'm like you shouldn't be positive because you're being exploited. You you have an agent who's has not thought about you for three years that you need to leave. You uh, think you're going to be a tenor and you're actually a baritone and you're never going to get a part doing this. John Marco talking to his past, <laughs> his, his past, his past self. self. Like a I literally am like, right they're, now. All my, they're all my things. <laughs> Where I, I think sometimes in the acting industry, positivity is dangerous. Or, or, you know, again, we're talking in big grand things, but I mean delusion, I guess. And I feel like so many things are set up to encourage you slightly. And I look back on what I would consider my wasted years was just like pursuing television and film where I thought I was making progress by doing these classes, by being a reader. And then I run into a casting director. I did free. I, I read for them for free for auditions for a year. And then they don't know who I am. Yeah, and I yeah. go, Mm-mm, that's if I had been more cynical or pessimistic, I would right. have been like. Or more memorable if you were ever. <laughs> <seen."> <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, your brand is positivity, huh? Is or, that you know, good uh, or talented. Like uh, what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I have that problem. So you're in college. You're you're a mess. You're drinking. You're smoking. Who knows? Yeah, the last use. But the interesting thing was I had this sort of break with traditional acting, psychological narrative acting. I uh-huh. did. I did a couple of plays. I think at David Mamet play, Sexual Perversity in Chicago, and something else. Good play. And I was just not there. I was on stage. I've been doing it my whole life, and for the first time, I was not able to do it. I was. I mean, the audience. It, it seemed to be working okay on the outside, but I wasn't feeling it. And so I made this distinct choice and I went, I came to New York. I had seen De La Guarda and Slava's Snow Show and Blue Man Group. And I saw, I was seeing these shows that were blowing my mind that were totally not, they were every bit theater performance, but totally not psychological acting. Also seeing plays, I was just bored to death. I was like, I don't, I can't stand, I don't want to sit and watch people sitting around a table talking. Yeah. I'm just spent the day talking yeah. to people. What's the point? I've changed since, and I love traditional theater again. But at the time, I made this distinct choice. I was like, I want to be a physical performer. And I didn't quite know what that meant or if there was any potential for work. And luckily, after a year in New York, this theater company, Imago Theater, had held auditions. And I, I, I booked it, and I was a part of that company for four years. Were you Were you an athlete? Were you? I mean, you clearly... No. Total really? theater kid. Yeah, total drama geek. That's like, amazing. Hated. I was so I was proud of myself for like sn- like sneakily getting out of PE in junior high yeah. uh-huh. by interning for the first the drama teacher and then the shop teacher. I got to like wow. Yeah, I didn't wow. have to do a PE credit because I was like the assistant to the shop teacher or something. I hated sports and I hated PE and I hated I since regret that. In my late 20s, I was turned on to exercise and fitness and it totally changed my life and yeah. now I'm like I think about the body I have and what could have happened. I mean, I could have probably been a really good athlete in high school and college. Sure, I just had zero interest. They don't. In my they spirit. look. I I've, I started working out way later in life, and I'm like something about the whole system. It just it it never appealed to me. Yeah, I look back now and I'm like I could have liked basketball. What sport I, do you think you would have played if you could go back? I think I did the ones I did. I played football, football and I and I and I was on the. Track team throwing stuff. Do you ever see a football game and think like, "Ooh, how cool would it be to be down no. there?" No, I, I, I did. I initially missed it for like two or three years right after high school because I, I like missed the feeling of like being like ha- being on a team and doing a physical like thing. Yeah. Like it's different and winning theater. and like the you feeling know? of you do something then you uh, and, and like it was like a it was a real like you know you're you're it's very. You know, you get so tired from doing this thing, but you're doing with everyone else. But I, I, uh, I, after a few years, I didn't, I don't, I don't like feel that anymore. You know, I don't feel like. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know about team sports. Like, I do think I got that all the camaraderie and and teamwork from theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just working out, just making your body a little better. Yeah. No one told me it was, it would be a good thing as an actor. Yeah. And then I started working out and suddenly I go to auditions and I'm just confident. Mm. I don't have to fight it. You know, I don't have to like get myself hyped up. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm the thing they're looking for. Like, it's just something about it. Did you just go? I started with P90X. Like, that was oh, yeah. truly the thing that like hooked me. I, it's a pretty good story for me. I got, I went on a tour of a show called Dinosaur Petting Zoo uh-huh. with uh, two, it was an Australian puppet company that has this 15 foot long baby T Rex puppet. And I got hired mm-hmm. to be the T Rex. And yeah. it's like a 90 pound puppet. And I was, I was okay strong. 
But I went on tour with these two Australians, and the thing they did every day was go to the gym and work out. And so the first couple days I went with them, and I was super sore. And then the next day, like, we're going back. And I was like, I'm not going to go Did to you have any gym. days you were so sore you could barely puppeteer? Just, just the first day. But then, then I got up from it. And then since we were on tour for six weeks, and it was just the three of us, I just started going with them all the time. Mm -hmm. And it just, I, you know, they taught me how to how to work out, how to do things. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. So you're learning all this movement and puppeteering like on the fly kind of. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I do a lot of work in puppetry and I didn't, I came at it from acting. You know, I spent all my training was, yeah. was in acting and theater, but I never expected to become a puppeteer or a mask theater performer or physical performer. So it's all been learned from actually doing it it's interesting because i feel like puppeteering like again they they have these arts majors now but they're pretty broad they're theater musical theater and i know a couple i, I auditioned for hand of god and i worked with the puppeteer oh, yeah. on the callback and it was a similar story where she was she was an actor and god all of a sudden now she's a puppeteering person that because there's not as clear-cut a you know a you go to college for it you, the people find it later there's not as many people who have been puppeteering since they were 10 yeah, not as many, but there are, and there's a, a degree. UConn has a degree in puppetry. Really? Yeah, and a lot of professional puppeteers in the city went there. Ooh, I yeah. wonder if it's Emerson has a comedy major now. That was a big thing. I have no problem with with these majors, but I don't think most of them have professors qualified to to have people enter the workforce today. These professors don't know TikTok, for example. Right. Nobody so knows TikTok. That's my only problem with arts degrees where like I just I, I think you can teach a lot of things. But if you're not preparing them for like the business part of it, you're taking too much money for what you're setting kids up for. That's my thesis about college stuff. So, yeah, you do this. You're part of the, what was the name of the company? Amica? Imago. Imago. Imago Theater. Yeah. I did a commercial edition for an insurance company called Amica. Imago. Mm. Uh, yeah. No puppets involved. Uh, except for me, I guess, a corporate show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so then when did you get to do the Blue Man Group? So, well, real quick. Oh. In, yeah, 2009. Yeah, summer of 2009, this opportunity came up to do a 10-minute play, and I said, oh, I'll do this rat idea that I have. And luckily, I was in a position with this company in, in Portland. I said, hey, I want to make a mask. What do I need? And they're like, go get this kind of clay. Get this kind of paper. This is how you make the paper mache. So I was, I had the people around me to teach me how to do it. I tried my hand on it. The mask turned out cool. No, hold up. Were you good at arts and crafts before? No, not really. That's skill. a surprise. Yeah, the, that, making masks. That's a if total surprise. If I made a rat mask... It would be the worst. It would. Be, this was the total, first mask. Total lucky. There, this is the third. <laughs> I didn't notice it. Well, this it's so is, funny because Russell asked me. He's like, "Is he going to bring the mask?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't want to impose. I don't want to be like bring the mask." But hopefully, he will. No, no, and you did. Wow. This is the third iteration of the mask. Got the it. The first I, one was a lot smaller. It didn't quite fit over my head. The eyes didn't blink. It didn't have these like features that I always wanted it to have. What What improvements did you? So it was too small. Uh, it was too small. Yeah. Where are you seeing out of? That's the most common question uh -huh. I get. So boring. <laughs> no, it's true, but it's a, no matter how many times I answer. The mouth. I'm oh, I'm wearing it oh and on the top of my head. Got so that's it. A, a, that's a, another reason why it's kind of scary looking when I'm down in that position. Yeah. Because it looks like my spine is attached to my skull at the back. How do you of my skull, not 
like a wow. human. Uh, and how do you, um, just technical questions, mm-hmm. how do you blink? Like, how do you control that? The blinking, there's a line attached to the eyes. So oh. I don't actually, it doesn't happen live very much. I put it in a couple of film projects and a couple of TikToks okay. and stuff here Got and there. Uh, I'll demonstrate it for you. Ready? <gasps> wow. It's cool, right? So yeah. you made this? Yeah, I made it. That's incredible. So, but you're clearly uh, like are good at arts and crafts this, too. This thing I got lucky at though. Like I'm not a proper sculptor, and I recently tried to make a replica, like freehand sculpt. I was looking at it from every angle, and da, da, da. Uh-huh. and it's so hilarious. This new, it's not this character. It's like everything's slanted to the left. I mean, he looks uh-huh. like his sl- slow cousin, you know? Because yeah. I'm not a real... I can when take they got caught a, in a trap at a baby Someone who's survived. a real sculptor would be able to recreate this, you know? I couldn't I couldn't sculpt a, a face or something I'm looking at. It just for whatever reason, this rat character came out of me. And then I did... Uh, a 10-minute play. I did this 10-minute play. It's just a one-nighter? Yeah, like one-nighter thing, filmed it. And it's hardcore performance art, too. Yeah. I come out naked. The rat is naked. Oh. eats a person, eats the brain, and then gains consciousness, and then sees the audience, and then puts on clothes. You were naked. Yeah, naked. It was a naked performance art piece. Where, uh, like, I, they, no, I, I listen, I think you've done well on TikTok, and OnlyFans, no Buddy the Rat's OnlyFans would be fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea this would be, ever be a thing. Furthest thing from my mind that this would be popular. So when you when you did the ten minute thing, was there yeah. other shows around that? Like was like was it just a to one night only? Just your thing? Uh, it was a collection of ten minute pieces. And did you, by you invite people that you this. knew? Yeah, yeah. Like, like my brother was there. A few few people. Wow. And this was how'd your brother? If my sister saw me naked or my brother saw me naked. That would upset them. They've seen me like act out coming on stage, but if they saw yeah. me naked, they would they My would not bro- come. Your siblings didn't see you naked. Your brother? Not when I had a, a big big old bush. <laughs> <laughs> they saw me in my hairless stage sure. I mean it was lit it was dark lighting. But the the point is it, I had no concept of commercial appeal of like why it's like this is gonna be yeah, yeah. this big thing that makes me famous. Like I was this this is artistic expression. And then we, and then I turned it into a full length play, like a six. So it did well. Like you, you were like, ooh, people kind of yeah, yeah. People were like, this is weird. And we went to Times Square to promote the play. I wore clothes, but this was in 2009. I did the on the street as as the rat. Yeah. And a dog came up and barked, and we filmed it. This was this was way before TikTok. I don't even think there was Instagram in 2009. Was there? There was Facebook. And I mean, YouTube. this early. So very, this is maybe MySpace. At this point, MySpace was Facebook still happening. Still. There was Facebook and there was YouTube. And we put the video yeah. on YouTube. So this like idea of doing it as a viral video thing was there. Did you do well on YouTube? Uh, 70,000 over 10 years. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it hey. Blast to the top yeah. of the charts. But it was there. And then the thing, and then it just sat basically on the shelf for 10 years as a, as a concept. And you had the mask in your, your place? I had the old mask. And then in 2016, 17, I was working on my musical, The Apple Boys. We had talked a little uh-huh. bit about that. It's a, it, tell us, um, say this, this log line. It's a barbershop quartet musical set in Coney Island at the turn of and the And who was in it? Jelani Remy. Oh, Jelani. In it. Jelani yeah. Remy. We had a production at Hero Arts Center in oh, cool. 2018. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Friend, and, uh, friend of ours, yeah. I worked with Ben Bonima is the name of the composer, wrote all the songs, music and lyrics. David Alpert, the director, the, the three of us have been working together since its inception in 2016. And that project is all about collaboration, like hardcore collaboration. The whole, I started to recognize real synergy is super exciting. Like something, yeah. this is bigger than the three of us mm-hmm. and certainly bigger than me. 
And I also recognized that its success depended upon me sh continuously shrinking my ego, just being like, okay, let's do this in service. So I, I, I wanted to do something that I could pour all my ego into that no one could have any say on whatsoever. And so I returned to the rat. I was mm. like, looking back at what I'd done, I was like, oh, that rat in public in Times Square was like kind of one of the most interesting things I've ever done. So why don't I try that again? And I started building the new mask and thinking about this project and getting it going. And then 2020 happened and uh, th this, an online once a week Zoom live broadcast show called Eschaton started. Uh -huh. And they recruited a bunch of people from Sleep No More and Company XIV and solo cabaret performers. So every Saturday night we would do a one hour show from inside our individual apartments. And I was doing a rat thing. Speaking just, or just like moving no, around moving the apartment? Moving around, yeah, just crawling Damn. out. Yeah. I gotta tell you, having done a lot of comedy on Zoom, uh, a, a movement show on Zoom feels like uh, a tough sell. I <laughs> think it takes the, it might take the pressure off of like, because you're like with okay with with comedy, you're like you're all used to the experience of being in a room. It takes together. the pressure off people going to the show. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, there's not as much pressure of like an outcome of like oh they're gonna laugh or they're gonna like like they might have a lot of different reactions to Buddy the Rat wandering yeah, around also the thing. The, the, the structure of that show was yeah. there are 20 things happening. So if you you watch something for like a minute, oh you did and like then a, you go to the, it's like immersive oh, okay. immersive, immersive Zoom. theater on oh yeah. that's fun. There's oh, a man. central hub, and then you that? go. From we room all to did room our best man yeah. covid was a tough yeah tough year it i was started cool. i started doing zoom shows again corporate shows have come back mm -hmm. and i was surprised i'm getting booked for a lot of corporate shows and doing these zoom shows like after a year kind of off of them makes me so pro vaccine we need to we need to take zoom care corporate shows zoom like now. why'd they go away for a while well because the, the the companies just because of the holidays they're doing a lot of events okay and so now they're doing their annual event and they're still not quite ready to gather yeah, in and I think there were a lot of companies, especially companies where the, the jobs are spread out over the world, where they're like, oh, this is an easy way to do a thing together instead of a retreat or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I do them, some of them. Instead of something fun and, and something engaging fun. Yeah. and interesting <laughs> that Unless, you might remember yeah. and bond. I, I give people. them a show. I give them a show, uh, but it's it can be tough. It can be tough to do an hour of clean comedy. Yeah over zoom oh, yeah. when it's clean it becomes even tougher uh real quick let's take a commercial break right here when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply and we're back. Welcome to The Downside. Again, I always forget to say this, but if you are a fan of the show, join the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash downside. You get early episodes, ad-free episodes, and at least two bonus episodes a month from Russell and I talking about uh, all our doctor appointments in, in yeah. great livid detail. Livid, not livid. What? Vivid. Vivid. Vivid detail. Yeah. Yeah. And Russell almost throws up every time I talk about injections and cuts. Yeah. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash downside. Two bonus episodes a month, early episodes, and I'm throwing up some extra content of, you know, me performing at my friend's wedding that we talked about on the show. It's all fun stuff. So join it. Um, back to our guest. Uh, I, so so when was Blue Man Group? 
Uh, Blue, Blue Man Group was 2011. Okay. Now, how long had it been running by then? 20 years. That's because I remember seeing... 91. Blue Man Group was one of those things. It's so inventive and then it became so popular that I almost feel like, no offense, Blue Man Group, it's almost like um, cliche at this point, but only because it did so well that now that's like Blue Man Group is now like the touristy thing. But when I saw it when I was a kid, I mean, mm. it blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. And talking to the, the blue people after, they didn't talk, right? You, right. Just, you say after the what show did, and you just stand there. What did talk. you do in the show? Like what? I you, was a blue man. But um, do you know about I the played, show? I know. Do you do you play the? Do they all play drums? Is I guess is my question. They do all play drums. Of the original three, two of them were proper drummers, and one wasn't. So they taught him a few easy drum. Okay. bits through the show so if you get hired and they like you as a performer and you fit the bill but you're not quite that good of a drummer you get cast in the in the part of that guy had but they originated. still need to test that like you can the drum. very first the very first thing they do with anyone before an audition is all right i'm gonna do a rhythm you do it back for me just a basic how, how complicated what's the most complicated rhythm, rhythm you had to do i mean I can, i'll, <laughs> I'll hold the mic you tap it on the on the okay Okay. That's All right. So we wouldn't I mean, be blue men. That was awful. Uh, Wait, any drummer is going to be pissed off about that. But I feel like I have so many blue man questions. Um, do you, uh, is it true? Like you have to have something like some measurement of is your it true head. They castrate you before you no, join no. the blue man. There's like some sort Five, of ten to six one. Okay. Is what they ask for in auditions. But there's got to be facial. Like, I'm six four. Yeah. So they sent me to Las Vegas. Where, oh, where they the, sent the, the tallest tall. blue men go. Yeah. Wait, the biggest why? Theater. The biggest theater, the eighteen hundred seat auditorium at the at the Venetian. If you want to see the big blue men, you got to go see to the Vegas. tallest blue men. You go to Vegas. Yeah, that's so funny. How many people fit yeah. in that space? In Vegas, yeah, eighteen hundred. And was it sold out every 1, time? One thousand eight hundred. Usually, the uh, the thousand at the bottom was sold. That's pretty, incredible. Pretty, they sell pretty good. Yeah, every night yeah. you're doing the show. Uh, eight shows a week. Wow. So I think we do six shows. Yeah, something. How long did you do that for? Uh, just a year. A okay. year. Yeah, I did training. I did I did training is two months and then they give you a like a trial contract and then they send you to the to the gig. So how uh how long does it take to put on the makeup? Yes, that's what I was gonna ask. About you. an hour, I think. Oh, did you ever put it on and go like God I fucking I can't I don't wanna do this again? There's a it's usually the end of the show and it's kind of a crusty the clown thing where you're just like ah you know, you're going out for meet and greet all the time. Oh and, yeah. And the meet and greet you're just What's like you your, said, going to meet that. Yeah, you go out and, and hang out with the audience to do photos and stuff. And you just stand and go like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Wow. How tall are you? I'm 6'4". You should audition. Have yeah, you ever auditioned for them? It would take a... If I suddenly was like, hey, Russ, we're going to take a couple months off the podcast. I'm going to Vegas to be sure. a blue man. Go for it. Uh, no, I don't think I ever did. I mean, I'm sure it would be a blast. I, I had bet a, you would be. I bet you would. I had a. I had a. I had a friend. <laughs> a good audition. Every year, I felt like he was auditioning for Blooming Group, and also I was like, I just was like, he can't drum. He it just didn't look like a blue man to me. I was like, uh -huh. I was always, but he had it like in his mind, and he would always. And if he hears this, uh, more power to you. But every year, he'd be like, he'd be going out for Blue Man, and I'd be like, I just don't know if it's for you. You know what I mean? Like he really had no musical like. 
thing yeah, at yeah. all. Like where you're like, That's you have a, to have a little that, bit of a, a thing. You have to be able to to learn because if, yes. if I had stayed with the company longer, I was in lessons. I was having drumming lessons yeah. and I was improving. I mean, I could see. I would this, love like, to drum. Track. Something about drum. I, I've never taken drumming, but I'm always like, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I would enjoy yeah. that. You know that Emerson's offering a, a blue man major right now. Yeah. They just started. Um, that's. And so. It's cool. Uh, it's cool though. I am. I look to blue man group as a huge mentor to what I'm doing now too with buddy. I'm specifically modeling a lot of what I hope the success of this project to be because they were just scrappy downtown performance artists. They had no idea it would become what it became. When they yeah. opened, when they started the show, it was a three-month run at the Astor Place or something. Yeah. And they didn't have an understudy because they were just like, we're, yeah. we're going to do this for three months and then move on to whatever else our lives. And then it kept staying open. Staying an empire. Open. The original three guys did over a thousand performances without all three of them without a break it wasn't until because they didn't believe anyone else could be a blue man it would be tough to hire someone as an understudy before it's famous be like hey oh, what are you yeah i'm understudying it's, it's called the blue man group and they didn't think that they were just so you know they there was it was yeah. their thing they'd created it was really difficult to describe yeah but it was working and then eventually and then one of the guys cut his thumb and his doctor was like, you cannot drum tonight with that thumb. So they had the, the, the head of the band at the time, like the head drummer in the band, had been named understudy just because the producer, you had to. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, you're going on. And like, oh, no. Oh and God. apparently there's a pretty famous, they were recording everything with a VHS camera at the time, uh -huh. like every show to look at it afterwards. And this was now the first time after two years, one of the creators got to watch the show. And so he's in the audience. And I guess they tend they like turn the camera to him at the end. You see in his face, realizing now that it's amazing. Yeah. We can have other people, and oh. we can expand, and we can grow. And how we did can he grow. cut his like? So I, he cut, got a paper a shop, cut. No, no, he's a shop. He built. He built the yeah the instruments and the set pieces. And they got to make that into a movie where the doctor's like, "You can't do Blue Man tonight." Oh, I'd yeah. love to see the Blue if Man you, biopic. Do they ever if like you drum? You will die. What do the Blue Men do now? I mean, do they just like they they run this empire of Blue Men? The original three guys. Yeah. Do they ever pop back in to do like a put on the old makeup? Like, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're, they do. They're millionaire philanthropists yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So they one one of them's friends with the the Dalai Lama and travels to Nepal. You know. They just do what they <laughs> that want. That good they, of friends just yeah. visiting they, frequently. They, they, he is. I met him when I was in training 10 years ago, and he's the like, Dalai I Lama? just got back. No, I didn't oh. meet the Dalai Lama. Matt Golden is like friends with him. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, they opened a school. They opened a, an elementary school or early education school. Yeah. They've done all sorts of cool That's the kind stuff. of people you want getting rich, you know? Some, yeah. indie, some indie oh, totally. theater artists. That's yeah. so cool. You know, didn't be, know it. It's, you know, it's, it's so pure because they weren't expecting it. There's nothing manufactured about it. At this point, you're right. Over time, they have continued to polish things. And, you know, now it's become, it's such a big moneymaker. Like, there's definitely yeah. this corporate infusion happening. Uh, it's been interesting for me seeing them starting up, like, their TikTok account this year. Ooh. Which I, I want to reach out. I love them so much. But I think there's a little bit, you're seeing, like, a clash of kind of old school live theatrical entertainment trying to... Mm. You should reach out. Listen, out. I sometimes I'll write older comics that I'm friends with and I'm like, hey, for the tweets, no more hashtags. You cannot have five hashtags on every tweet. These days have moved on. And it's, you know, it's not easy. I'm sure some of them go, fuck you. But I'm sure in the long run. Yeah. In yeah. The long run, I tell them, I say, hey, that tweet you just did was really good. Do it again without the hashtags. I'll retweet it. I promise. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's maybe maybe you should. 
Do you know, I just thought of one thing. Um, I would just want one last thing I want to say about the blue moon. I think it'd be really funny if on like, uh, like a April fool's day or something, if they just came out in a different color and they didn't say anything, or if one day they just switched, they just were green all of a sudden and we didn't even comment on it. Wouldn't that be kind well, of if you talk to them? That's try a good to idea. Yeah, I'll send, that, I'll send an email <laughs> for sure. No, Red I did group. get I, uh, a couple months ago. I did get a call from a man, their social media manager or somebody who was like, Hey, I'm just reaching out on behalf of the blue man group to see if you might potentially be interested in a sponsored content collaboration. Oh, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited to hear from you. I don't think, you know, but I was a blue man. That's so oh. cool. It hasn't, it hasn't come about, but it was cool that there was, they didn't yeah. even know, you know, yeah. they were just looking love at that. New York people. So, so then uh, let's briefly touch on sleep no more. Cause I yeah. love that show. And again, I thought like sleep no more was just like, dancers like dancers since they were eight but what were you yeah, doing in for it? the most part 95 percent. i mean it's if you had to if you had to explain what sleep no more is it's a modern dance show yeah and so the bulk of the performers are juilliard dancers you know they're yeah. really extraordinary there are and now, did you see sleep no more yeah oh uh, like I, four or five years now ago. were you into it it's okay if no um i here's the thing i i liked it i went with a friend who had an amazing experience i felt like the time i went I kept walking into the same like thing. Like yeah. I somehow got the timing horrible. Yeah. Like where I, I saw the same thing happen three times and then I missed the, the big finale. Somehow I missed. I missed the and finale was, too. And it was like, I was in a room. I just felt like I kept wandering in a room where no actors were. And I was like, opening drawers and like like being trying to i felt like i just the tide was bad at timing or something happened so if you don't I, know what sleep no more is yeah, at home but it is was a, a, i love the idea of it and i loved i loved the the feel of it the aesthetic of it is so it's astounding cool. it's a, yeah. it's a wild interactive theater piece is it two floors or it's, it's like you go it's in a over building over 100 rooms over 100 rooms you just walk around you have masks on if you came with people you lose them very fast and they they just create you, you see people doing these dance scenes yes. and it's king lear no, Macbeth. 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 It loosely follows Macbeth. There's some uh, nudity. There's nudity, and like, for example, like some a woman, a topless woman who was performing, just like took my hand and was like guiding me somewhere, and you're just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now, and um, it's so cool. If you've never done interactive, it's just amazing. It was, it was, it lived up to all the hype, but. I went early, so I was in there for like two and a half hours, and finally I go, I'm like, let me take a break. And that's when, after the break, 10 minutes later, people come out, they're like, oh my God, he hung himself. He hung himself. Same thing. And I was like, what do you mean he hung himself? Same thing, I thought, I'll just take a little break. And then and everyone came rushing out, and they were like having, and I was like, how did I miss that? Only at the end, there's a cycle. So there's three, you do the cycle three times every night? Maybe, something like that. Yeah, and then at the end, there's a final big moment that if you're not there, baby, you better yeah. go back. The whole thing, I mean, that's it's designed that way too. And the producers love that. People complain. There's people who hate it because of their experience, because it is possible to kind of get caught in a negative yeah. loop too and not see anybody. Oh, I would be do wandering it again. around like what performers. But what happens is if you go again, if you go two or three times, you're bound to have some kind of like really extraordinary moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just like when we did um uh <laughs> We did an interactive show called That Bachelorette Show. Ooh. I think there were much fewer dancers in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a, a, a dreadful parody of, of uh, that, that Bachelorette Show. But you bachelorette could go show. and not react to anyone. Like, you could not see people, you know. Was yeah. it interactive or immersive? Because that distinction. I would say it's more assaultive. What would you call it? <laughs> Where we, it was like we were trying to win the, the, the lady's heart 
and we, in, we every, between each scene, there would be just like dance music, and we were supposed to walk around and try to implore them to vote for us. I would also say that when it started, mm. it only ran for a year, and when it started, it ran for a year. Uh, Saturday nights, Saturday only. nights oh, okay. only. Um, when it when it did run, it started off. Everyone was gung ho. We're gonna do that. Everyone was like out interacting. Blah blah blah. Awesome eighties prom was the one that preceded it, and awesome eighties yes. prom happened to click in, and it's international. Yeah. It's like you know. So he thought the the producer thought this would be yes. the new version of okay. that. But uh, I would say like at a certain point in the run, you sometimes come. You'd go backstage, and you all the actors would be there, and be like, "Who is interacting with anyone right now?" <laughs> oh, in because it was like nightclub, yeah. So yeah. it's just like DJs playing music, and like you'd be wandering around interacting, mm. and then there'd be like every like two or three songs, there would be some sort of like uh, challenge or dance or thing that everyone would do. Okay, and the rest of the time you're kind of like, "That's interesting." Uh, no, it wasn't, but uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We. It is how we met. John Marco it I. is. It's, it's yes. one of those examples. It was yes. totally, totally worth it. Um, and oh. also not to say anything bad about it. Oh, I've talked so much shit. I've burned <laughs> that bridge. What were you saying? I will say the thing about uh, Sleep No More that I bring into doing Buddy out on the street is that doing Sleep No More for two and a half years taught me how to deal with every type of irritating audience member. And I say that there's a distinction. It's an immersive show, not an interactive show. You're not yes. encouraged to interact. They have security but guards people, who of course, move you. It's amazing. But people somehow think the point of the show is to get in. You know, So they'll yeah. move your prop. They'll take it away from you or they'll do something where the idea is that we don't see the audience. It's very clear when a character sees that you're there or not. Yeah. What was you're, the worst thing that happened? Uh... Just like I had a typewriter scene, right, where I put a piece of paper in the typewriter and I go to type and this girl kept pulling the paper out of the typewriter. And how and did I, you respond? I have to like, I just put it back in. You know, it's like, yeah, is there. Do you make eye contact with her ghost? or are you just like as if like a. No, you don't strange. make eye contact. That's the thing. That would yeah. be really breaking character. So it's that or people bumping into you or saying weird saying weird things well, how often did security remove people from uh i don't really know what the what the stats are on that yeah. if someone's what did they say super to you? drunk or just just i don't know i don't it's it was now six years ago any so gals or guys go like like hit on you there's uh there's definitely that energy it's in a the sexy space. show I mean, yeah everyone it's a sexy everyone's show hot and in tuxedos and gowns and like yeah yeah and we have I these was in shorts but intimate yeah. moments well i mean the cast <laughs> i know I, we have these intimate moments where you look someone in the eye and take their hand yes. you know yes. and so when that woman took my hand let me tell you it, it was yeah, it was it's cool. yeah and you're in this environment you know you're really so but then i think she, there was blood on her hands too and so i was like oh my god i guess yeah. she's playing someone on her period uh-huh. um lady Macbeth. uh so that is, what did I want to ask? Oh, I did one. At one point, I opened a door. I wasn't supposed to. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I was not trying like, to be a dick, but it was one of those where I opened and there was like actor, like by a makeup. Like it was one of the actor yeah. rooms. It was very cool to see, <laughs> but it felt like, you know, walking out and someone naked. I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so so then let's 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 get to, we've, we've touched on Buddy the Rat. Now, Buddy the Rat has exploded in popularity. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing it. I mean, it's a full-time yeah, at this thing. point. Yeah. And does it make you nervous at all because it's it's a very singular thing? There's only 
I'm sure you've thought about every everything Buddy the Rat could be. Could it be a Vegas show? Could it be a TV show? Could it be a... Do you ever worry? Do you ever worry about how to branch it, how to grow it? Like, how do you feel about it right a now? A little bit. I mean, it's been one year exactly, and it's still a little bit in that phase of, I don't know what it is yet, but I know that it's cool, to quote... Uh, yeah. <laughs> to quote the Facebook movie, uh -huh. uh, The Social Network. Yeah. Unfortunately, that does apply to this. Uh, and now, though, I do try to think about what was the career that I want to have. It's not being a social media content creator. Like, I'm not super interested in that. I just am seizing this moment because I recognize it as a good opportunity. As what should. I want to do is write and produce and act in movies and TV shows. Like, the same dream since I was a little kid. And I have my musical produced and have, you know, I have these ideas. So, I... I'm writing a Buddy the Rat animated series with my writing partner right now. Amazing. I have an idea for a, a video game. I think it would be an amazing third-person yeah. video game. This character crawling, flying, you know. What what platform? Virtual reality? Regular? No, regular. Yeah. Like uh, console video game. Yeah. Uh, a live action movie, maybe. Like there's, I do, I, I would love for the character to become a proper narrative character. In, mm. in culture because right now it's cool i have a big following it's starting to be recognized for me doing it as a performance art thing but i think it has a lot of potential and because i own it entirely too it's totally an original thing have you copyrighted it yet? um i have the trademark on the name and i'm working on copywriting the image it's a challenging thing to do because there's just so, um, my lawyers have just said it's a really challenging thing to do yeah 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 It'd be um, funny if you were like, because there's surprisingly a lot of rat performance A lot of rat, yeah, it's a very common thing. <laughs> I actually did, I trademarked the name The Apple Boys for my musical. Uh -huh. And it was a two-year battle uh, to get the name from, I think I'm not supposed to talk about it, but oh, okay. certain other sure. companies that might have a similar name. Oh. It's such a good, I tell you, there's one comedian, he was like featuring on a show and he was like, dude, copyright. He copyright uh, Cougar Hunter. Mm. And he's like, dude, I've made six figures off copywriting Cougar Hunter. It's one of these things where I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good society. Six figures. That you can that you can copyright two <laughs> words. Yeah, I don't think I think two words should be a, you can't copyright this. Yeah. I, I read all about the person who did the I Heart New York. I oh, mean yeah, like yeah. I mean, and they will come after you. Right. They have a team that will eat you oh, up yeah. if you parody it. It's just wild. Yeah. yeah. But buddy the rat, that seems fair. It's a whole it's a whole fucking thing. Um, have you ever because you're in New York, I my honest, like, whenever I see, I think about trained performers. And, like, I am at a place, especially with Showtime dancers, where I'm like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this anymore. It feels aggressive. I've seen, they always go, don't worry, we're not going to hit you. I've seen them hit people twice. Yeah. And I always remember when they tell me that, I'm like, yeah, of course. Well, they're lying. They don't know. Yeah. How, have you gotten any tough, has anyone been really tough with you? Like, get the fuck out of here. Definitely. Yeah, but I'm specifically not antagonizing anybody. Yeah, and if somebody says don't or I don't like it or this or that, I leave immediately or take the mask off even and apologize mm. and walk away. The one time I went tried to enter a skate park, the skate park at Tompkins Square Park, yeah. and this dude immediately just fly, flinging vitriol at me, just get the fuck out of here, this fucking TikTok shit. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Are you serious? What's going on? You know? And I just stopped. I like didn't continue in. I'm sure there are some old school skaters. I'm sure every young skater is like making TikToks of their first Ollie. And they're like, stop, 
So they're sensitive, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Has anyone ever tried but, to push you or like scare you? Ever been scared? No, no. I think people, and I do get that question too. Like, someone wants to beat you up. You shouldn't do that in this place, or you get in trouble. And it's like I think humans are less psycho than yeah. we think they are. Like, it's they're not likely to come up and randomly. Yeah, attack a street performer. I mean, I think I would dig. I dig. I dig art. I, I dig weird. If I'm walking down the street, I'm like, oh, there's a rat playing around. That's fine with me. It's Showtime dancers. I think is a specific one where I'm like, you're jam- you're blasting music all of a sudden. I'm. It's in the morning. You. I feel like you might hit me. It feels aggressive. But I, I like. Morning. I like Buddy the Rat. Do you ever do you interact with the Times Square people? The I've the, gone the to I've done some stuff in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. I've been around a little bit. Yeah. I feel like they're they're not necessarily this is not their artistic passion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be super associated with The orange with it, Spider-Man is like, oh yeah, the costume's yeah, yeah. really nice. Uh <laughs> and it, yeah, in the very beginning when I f- first started showing up, there were people who were like, This is just a guy in a costume. Anybody can put a mask on and run around. Mm. And I was like, I don't even think I need to clap back because it'll yeah. very quickly become clear that what i'm doing is more than being a mascot yeah did you study so, did you look at rats or and how I they move following rats on instagram yeah. yeah 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 did you is it is it like based on a rat of how you move or is it your own creation physically it's based on passive you know having rats in my feed on instagram like really? pet rats. so you weren't yeah, joking just, no i'm serious, you follow serious. Rats. no actually yeah, i followed the hashtag rat hashtag rats rats of instagram like the hashtags so it'll show up little cute people's like videos of their pet rats. And then it's just also just improvising, like figuring out the character the same way you might find your your comedic voice or something. I, yeah. The character has developed so much. Mostly in May, I decided to go out every day. I was going to do every day May. And I made it to the 23rd. And then I was collaborating with this parkour guy. And he kicked me in the head accidentally. And I split open my oh. eyebrow. So I took a few days off. In the mask. In the ma- the yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a flashlight in the mask. So I got oh. like bashed. Was the video that came out of that funny? No, it's not there. Like, we didn't oh, quite get it. Oh, no. I did make a good video, though, because about a month earlier, someone had asked if I'd ever been kicked. And I was like, not yet. And I stitched yeah. it with a shot of me with stitches. I'm like, well. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, but I was amazed at how much I discovered doing it 20 days in a row. I was suddenly like, oh, like scratching the ears and doing this little shake and like yeah. inviting people to pet me on the head and getting on a trash can and handing people trash. Like all these little bits emerged. Yeah. And I also, I'm, I'm, he's like 20% dog too. I just do things. I go up to people and like to get a head scratch. Like yeah. rats don't do that. Yeah. Dogs yeah. do that. But I'm kind of dog like. I'm a four legged animal, you know. So there's just, it's, it's, you know, the, the character. And you have a full story now. You, you could yeah. probably, do you know where, where he was born for example well the narrative story we're working out right now we're yeah, writing yeah. an animated series so hopefully he was raised by dogs what about the come. animal of the rat was like you were like yes that's what i want to just seeing them just i mean it was from, just I the mean, connection the New York, yeah, yeah seeing them and then knowing i could do it with my body yeah some people suggest other animals all the time too you should be a pigeon it's like a pigeon doesn't <laughs> They're have not as dynamic arms. yeah yeah. They ha- yeah. It wouldn't be interesting. I'd be they in a gray be, suit with a pigeon head. You'd just be like moving out of people's way. It would only be <laughs> funny if you were shitting on people actively. Yeah. That's right. the only thing. thing. <laughs> it, there's there's room for it, but with this character is so dynamic. I can yes. really and it and it's because they're and rats are similar to humans in a lot of ways. The reason we do testing on them is because they're they share a lot of our genes mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. So 
Are you going to become active against rat testing us, buddy? Or are you going to be like um, the mascot being like, we like it. We like helping people. I've no comment. <laughs> I've, had, I've been approached by I've been uh, approached by pest control companies. I've, oh my god! Oh, I bet you have. And I had to be. I, I did say like I'm open to it, but I I, I refuse to be cast as an antagonist uh, mascot. Yes, like the Noid. Avoid the Noid or this. You know, I'm like sure. Yeah. I'll do it if he's the hero. You can say we're teaming up with a rat to take care of the bad rat, you know, to take care of the, the bad birds. rats. I don't yeah. think we should have wild rats in our apartments. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a problem. It's a public health issue. Yeah. It's Would you ever serious. have a pet rat? Seriously. I'm going to get two pet rats. Yeah. That's wow. pretty soon. Yeah. I have a friend who wrote me when I said we're doing this interview. She said she has 10 rats. And that is. Uh, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. Tough, tough to reserve. In I want to get, I wanna get home. I want to get more than one because they're social and it yes. really matters. You know, it's. Really, and they don't take up that much space. Everyone but. who has a rat, they, they're always. I think I, I have an ex girlfriend who had a rat, and they they're always they love it. They I have a love who loves rats. rats. Yeah, they love rats. They're pocket puppies. They're little yeah, pocket puppies. Yeah. There you go. That's a good rebranding for them. Oh my god, mom! There's a pocket pup puppy under the bed. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's go on to uh, uh. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. We only need for, for you today. Do you have a this has got to stop? Yeah. Uh, people saying. I'm taking a break from social media for uh, some mental health clarity. I'll be back if you need me. Yeah. yeah. Send yeah. Me Especially email. because they come back mighty quick. And no one yeah. notices anyway either. Truly and no, no, one. no one reports on the gains they made yeah. by leaving. It's like the flex is yeah. saying, I'm going to go. Sure. Yeah. Rather than just quietly yeah, going. It's a little like. All of you are making me upset. Like it's a little like uh, it's on us. Like we've been we've been making them feel bad, yeah. and then yeah, they come back quietly. They don't report back anything they've learned or what they've reflected on. Or and then and it, I feel like it's the same people. Then again, a year once a year they do it, and you're like, sure. I think then, then it's just not for you. Just don't come back. Or. I don't know. Or, or come back and say, talk about it. It's the equivalent to me of being like, hey, I want to let everyone know I've, uh, I've started a book. Uh, it's my first book this year, <laughs> yeah, and excellent. I plan to finish it. Yeah. I really do. The only time I think it's fair is someone's super active, and as long as it's not a brag. If I was like going off social media for like a month, oh, people would think I'd you post died. so regularly. I would be like, hey, just so you know, I'm going out, I'm going out to do, I'm, I'm going to Alaska. Uh, I'll I'll be back in a month, but but be well. But as long as sometimes I think that's reasonable because I do think people would think that I had tied. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't. I definitely don't like that. Hey guys, I'm gonna need to step away for a second. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna need a break. Have you ever done that though? Because you're a. Uh no, I've never announced that sort of thing. I've I've you're maybe, like hey, I'm just gonna I've look at your tweets for a year. On, like uh, there was a period where I wasn't on like Twitter for a while, but. Uh, I was never that active before it either. So I, I could see Buddy the Rat doing a funny one, though, being like Buddy, being like, hey, guys. I'm going to work on it. I I tried with the Apple Boys Twitter account from a couple of years ago. It never met. No one was paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was trying to do all these jokes of this kind of stuff from the perspective of turn of the century, like early 20th century. Oh. So mm. we'd say things like, we're taking a break from using the telephone for a while. If you need mm -hmm. us, send us a carrier <laughs> yeah, pigeon. Yeah. You know, I like that. That's funny. I like that. Um, let's go on to uh, uh, finally. You better count your blessing. You better count your blessing. 
you know, we got a little negativity out of you, you're, but you're a positive guy. Do you have a, a specific... It's a lot more positive than I was expecting. It's never that negative, the... I don't think. Uh, you, 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 Brandon, I'm happy. I'm not for a what the fuck do you mean it's not that... We've, we've Here's talked my about complaint. Every... Uh, no, I mean, no, but we talked about drugs and religion and... I know I feel but insecure. They're, they're, they, they're, they're, I don't think because if it's a, a real or a serious topic that means negative or or it was I, I agree. That, yes. Yes. But we we say we we talk a little bit about. God damn it! All right. Well, we'll change it to the upside. No. You fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, do you have a blessing? A specific I just blessing? Bring it. Man, I, you, I'm supposed to. I can't say family. No. You, absolutely oh. not. No. You can think a for a second. Family thing? members. What if he has a specific thing that they did today or? Well, or that'd be week? fine. But but family, that's big. How about you, go Russell? I, my blessing. Well, I'm gonna sound like an asshole now, but I'm gonna say you, John Marco, because oh. you did a very nice thing for my wife I this did. week. He, uh, she, her uh, grandma, who's in her 80s in Florida, um, somehow <laughs> mailed this like package of like dear dear belongings, like. To an Something address. homemade, a homemade yeah, gift. Yeah, and but multiple things are in this package. It's a big package, and uh, she sent it to an address my wife hasn't lived at for seven years. Seven years, and so it's close to here. So the other night she got off the phone. Not we that were, close. It's like it's like ten minute walk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but. We live very far away, and uh, Nicole was very upset. She's like, "There's no way it got delivered five days ago. There's no way that it's not stolen, or it's the you know, it's just not even." So John Marco went over to the address. He wrote a note. He got the number of the the. So I went there. There was a couple packages in the thing. I was hopeful, but it wasn't there. And I, honestly, and I didn't say this to Nicole, but when the packages weren't there, I'm like, it's gone. For sure. I have packages stolen, Wait. whatever. So I left a note at the apartment that she used to live at. Yes. Then I left another note at the front door. Two notes. Yes. And then I and then I just the was like any other clues. The, I took a picture the, of the super's number. Yes. Which again, if you called my super and asked a package, <laughs> you're no. not getting and it back. This guy, what a great super. So she called him. Uh, no one lives at the address. So you slipped a note. No one lives there. He saw the package. He thought, oh, someone might need this. I'll I'll keep it safe so it doesn't get stolen in the basement. And uh, so she got it today. So wonderful. Uh, thank you for for uh, doing that. That was very. That was a big, big thing. I, you know how many times I thought about that this was going to be your blessing. Like in, in the camera, <laughs> like, is gonna. Uh, did, did you think of a blessing? Got a blessing? Well, I do. Uh, it's it's family, but it's my siblings specifically. Great. I have to shout them. I have two brothers and a sister, and it's just like I don't know, man. You get older entire friend groups have dissolved away the networks have changed yeah. the things relationships friendships get so difficult it's nice to have the steady drumbeat of this sibling and we have like a super strong bond all all four What's of the us age like difference never four and five years apart each so my mm. mom just had children for 20 years straight wow. right uh four years older five years younger and then four years younger below that and we're all super close. They're all super rad, hardworking, creative people. Yeah. And yeah. I listen. It's I think about all the time, especially as your parents get older. You're like, you're you're a team to like eventually figure out your parents and taking care of them. And yeah, yeah. That, that's a beautiful yeah. blessing. Um, I don't worry. I texted uh, Chris and Doug, so we're gonna be a little bit late. Oh, great. So let's uh, uh to to end this off. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? This is coming out December fourteenth. December fourteenth. Just follow me on Instagram. Is the main thing. And what's what's the handle? At Jonathan Lyons. At Jonathan Lyons. J O N O T H O N L Y O N S. Tag it in the in the thing. And I'll uh uh 
plug Uncle Function show uh, is this Friday, December 17th at Asylum NYC. And follow me on Instagram too, uh, at Russell J. Daniels. Wonderful. Uh, I have to plug a couple. Oh, wait. I have a gift for you guys. I forgot. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You do? It, yeah, yeah. I put it in my pocket ahead of time so I could give it to you during. Oh, look oh, at that. Thank you. Oh, Buddy, oh I love that. that. Oh, that's look at a this. fantastic. This is a good piece of merch. This is great. It's good. This it was much, made by. Much uh, better than my merch. Yeah. Raro Creations. Oh, the, wow. The company. Very that's cool. Amazing. Thank you. I love so it. A former uh, uh, security guard from Sleep No More started a pin company during the pandemic. Got it. And so oh. he makes like Sleep No More pins and different things, you know, from the community. And he's like, let's do a buddy pin. Man, some people really, they took advantage of that pandemic. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, that's, fuck, that's started really talented. Look at that's, that. It's a beautiful looking. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I might it, reach yeah. out. I might reach out for some merch of yeah, my own. I'll give you the, th- I'll give you the name. Please. Um, let me just plug some, some quick dates. Uh, uh, December 14th. Wait, hold up. I'm going to be in Boston. This is, let me just make sure I get all the dates right. Okay. So, Upcoming dates. I'll be headlining at Nick's Comedy Stop December 17th and 18th. I'll be at the Philly Punchline uh, December 30th to January 1st. I'll be at Laffy Dick's uh, Laugh Hut in Tampa January 7th and 8th. Um, uh, uh, Let's see. I'm at uh, the Waka Waka Chuckle Shack, Madison, Wisconsin, February 4th and 5th. Sorry, I have a couple. Um, Are these real names? Yeah. (laughs) Have you just back to back? No, I'm I'm not super which familiar. One, which with one the, was weird? The last two, <laughs> super weird names. Let me tell you, I've tried to name comedy shows and like every variation. Sounds like you're improvising comedy club. Names. I, have, I have them right here. It's amazing. Every 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 variation of like laugh, ha ha. They've yeah. all been done. So all these comedy clubs, especially the new ones, they've really had to like to get copywritten. Um, like, okay, this one's more regular. Bob's Giggle Dungeon. That's in Tal- <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's in Tallahassee, February 25th. <laughs> Guys, I got to get these dates out, please. I'm at not the Funny Bone. There's a chain called the Funny Bone. This is called Funny Bones with a Z. Funny Bones. <laughs> Funny Bones in the Closet Comedy Killer Chuckle Festival. <laughs> okay, I have a okay. confession. I have a confession. <laughs> Russell always makes jokes that all the comedy clubs sound ridiculous. Because he, and he's never done this before. He usually does real ones, but I've always made jokes. Like two of those were real, to be two fair. Two of them were real. But I wrote a bunch of joke ones and sent them to him because I was like, these, these, these sound like real. Um, but it's funny because you knew right when it changed. You, I did. These are you joke called, ones. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. You yeah. called it right when you it called changed. It. The first two we were real. It. We wanted to try it. And, and normally I have stand up comedians who would be like, but wait, here are the other three. I couldn't. I, there's no way it's going to make it through. Funny Bones. <laughs> you said the closet. Funny Bones in the Closet Comedy Killer Chuckle Fest Festival. I added in okay, Seattle. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, March 17th through 19th, I got. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. That's what laughter sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's here in Pennsylvania. And then finally, Tiki Tina's Tickle. <laughs> Tiki Tina's Tickles Titties Tiki he Lounge in Boise, Idaho, March 24th, 2023. Oh, I had fun um, making those names. That, uh, oh. We're, we're going to try it again and see yeah. how far we can get, but you... You had, you had an eye. You, you, could, you did. Could feel he he was nailed wrong. it right away. He was like, that. those sound fake. Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> away. Uh, which I'm kind of bummed because the first two, I was like, maybe they'll slip in. I'm trying to figure out what just happened. Because like, like, the prank is kind of on me <laughs> to well, sit we, here well, and we listen. Like, we wanted to test it to be see like, because yeah. if, if, we thought comics would know. 
Yeah. Um, so, but, so I just wanted to see. It would be great that juxtaposed the footage of me just accepting it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and funny. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, we just, just, uh, just nod for a second, and I'll, I'll record yeah, it later. Like, it's gonna be a really good time. Um, I'll, I'll record a cleanup to yeah. this. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for, for being on the downside. And, you know, I think uh, positive or negative, whether you like or hate rats, uh, at, at the end of the day, you're probably going to wind up as rat food. This is the downside. That was so great. That was so, great. That was so much fun. Journey.